Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Bill Huber from PackerCentral.com and SI.com as well. Bill, how you doing? I'm great. How about you? Were you one of the bar goers last night that ventured out and just got blind-eyed drunk last evening? No, I cut the grass, and then I wrote a story. So a typical, typical big night here and had a glass of wine at the end of the night. So now we were on, uh, yeah, big, big goings on at uh, the, the Huber Castle. I did not have the glass of wine, but you and I almost have a mirror life. I cut the grass, I wrote a little bit last night, did a few things around the house, watched some TV, and went to bed, and then listened to the yeah, storms after that. Very exciting hey, uh, to get old. I know. I know. Yeah, I had a, I had a few. I had a couple of people over this past weekend and and drank enough probably this past weekend uh, to take care of me for a week. So I thought, you know what, I'll dry out this week. I'll I'll be good. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to ask you with uh, I I want to go back to what Brett Favre had to say, and I don't know if you read it, but he basically said he wishes that he had had done things differently, uh, and that he would not. You know, I I don't know if you I don't want to go through the whole scenario, but basically. Had Brett Favre said enthusiastically after that last pass, that interception that he threw in the NFC Championship game, think about it. If Brett Favre says, man, I'm ready to come back. I, I want to avenge that loss. I want to be a Packer for life. And then, Do you think the course of the Green Bay Packers is changed, or do you think Ted Thompson has become even more villainous because he then throws out Brett Favre, the Packer legend that wanted, re- wanted to remain here? That's a great question. Um, you know, I'll go back to something that, that Goody said after the draft um, Something along the lines of, you know, one of the reasons why they made the change in 2008 to Rodgers was because Rodgers is ready. Um, I mean, then he also made a point to say that there's obviously different scenarios of play with that, of course, being Favre's on-again, off-again retirement. But, you know, that's the thing that struck me about what, what Brian said after the draft is was, it was Rodgers was ready to be the quarterback. So um, maybe maybe history would have gone on exactly as scheduled or exactly how it played out is they had to move down from Favre and, Look, at some point, you, you go, looking back then, you, you need to figure out what you had, had in Rodgers, and it's going to be the same thing, obviously, with with Jordan Love. You know, those those rookie contracts, you, you only get so long before you got to figure out, okay, now, now what do we do? So at some point, you got to let the guy play, and for Rodgers, it was obviously 2008, and they extended him midseason. Um, so I, I would guess, and that's the course's only guess, is history would have played out exactly as it did. How do you think the uh, – because there's a lot being made of Aaron Rodgers' reaction, and we really haven't heard one, but uh, how the reaction will be and when all the guys get back on the field and if there's going to be animosity with the organization. 
Uh, you could also look at it as they needed a really quality backup because Aaron Rodgers is getting older, and we're just waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers kind of fills the bill physically. And and if he can't, well, then they've got a guy that can maybe win you three or four games if Aaron Rodgers goes down for an extended period of time and kind of keep the playoff hopes alive. So if you sell it to Aaron in that particular way, um, which I still don't believe because you jumped up to get him in the first round, but if you sell it to Aaron in that particular way, does this all just work out, do you think, or – what would I, I guess relationship-wise and knowing and, and seeing Aaron on a daily basis when you guys are in uh, in camp and during the season, you tell me what you think may or may not happen. Uh, you can sell it to Aaron however you want to try to sell it. Um, he's very smart. And he will see through. He will see right through your nonsense. So I know I don't I don't think there's any any way you can sell it. I mean I remember a week or so ago Mike, Michael Silver said that he kind of pitched it as it was going to be. Coaches versus management. Well, I mean, Rodgers isn't going to buy that either. Um, yeah, I will go back to what you, how you led off the conversation, though, is how far I've handled it. Rodgers has always said that he would handle things differently. Well, we're going to find out because it, right. it, it was all well and good for Aaron to say that he was going to be, I mean, not say he was going to be, I mean, Aaron was a great mentor for, for Kaiser and Boyle and, and all those guys. Well, it's different now. This is, again, you're not going to be able to sell this to Rodgers as anything other than what it is, as they drafted his potential successor. Now we're going to find out if Rodgers meant what he said over the years. My guess is he's going to be fine. Uh, my guess is he wants to win. He wants to win a Super Bowl. It's, it's Seriously, it's like the only thing he cares about is getting another championship. It's all he's cared about for years now is, is getting another championship. Because that's what the great quarterbacks have done. Is they've, won, they've won two or three or whatever. He wants to win. I So from that perspective, I think... Um, He's just—it's going to be business as usual for him. He wants to go win a Super Bowl, and you know whether it's like his successor is here or not. I don't think it's going to matter in the short term. Now that being said, what happens if the Packers start one and four? Um, and then I think maybe the conversation becomes a little bit different. But for the here and now, I just think um, his focus is on one thing and one thing only. That's getting a Super Bowl, and whether they draft the quarterback or not, I think that will be unchanged. What is? Because uh, I find it interesting, I, I was watching uh, the NFL Network last night, uh, one of the things I was doing is I was perusing around, and then they start talking about, well, you know, some of the guys they have in the stable, the weaponry that they have, a better year out of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the return of Equinemia St. Brown, and they go on and on, and then the addition of Dylan, the addition of DeGara, that suddenly this team went from no weapons to a an abundance of weapons to go along with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the same network that was ripping the hell out of Gutekinst only uh, a couple of weeks ago during the draft, saying this was one of the worst drafts. They did nothing for Aaron Rodgers this season. You know, so why why suddenly now do you think people are looking at this going, yeah, I can see this working? Um, this has got a lot of dead air time to fill. I don't know. I'm okay. not sure. How, you know, the only thing I will say is how much is a rookie class going to help you anyways? This year, and which is true for most rookie classes, but especially true for this one. Uh, maybe Jay Sternberger, who I don't know anything about because you know he because he got hurt twice in training camp, and then once the regular season starts, I mean he spent the first half of the year on IR, and then he came back week nine or whatever that was. You know, it, us as reporters, we don't get to see any of that practice that matters. So I have no, I have no idea. Obviously, Goody and Lafleur know a lot more than I do, but maybe Jay Sternberger is going to be a, one hell of a good player. Um, maybe Devin Funches is a quick study. Now, obviously, he's going to be thrown for a loss here, too, because he's not going to have the offseason practices. But maybe Devin Funches can be what he was in 2018. He had a, or he's had one good year. Maybe he could have another good year. Um, 
You know, maybe Valdez Scanley does take a step forward. Maybe St. Brown takes a step forward. I didn't think he was all that great in camp last year. So you're 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 just hoping for for the improvement from within, no different than, than most Packer teams have over the years. So I mean, maybe, maybe Sternberger is going to be leaps and bounds better than Jimmy Graham. I mean, that's probably not super far fetched. I think I think at this point last year you weren't totally sure about Aaron Jones because of all the injuries and stuff like that. Well, now you're totally sure about Aaron Jones. So maybe. Yeah, you, know, you, you probably you're probably gonna get a better Aaron Jones now than you did at the start of last season, just because you know. So it's it's all those little things. Maybe all those little things add up into something more. And obviously, this is year two for Rodgers and Lafleur, and they should be better too. Talking with Bill Huber, PackersCentral.com and SI.com, talking some Packers football. Uh, defensively speaking, who? Because I can look at Rashawn Gary, Montrevious Adams. I I can talk about even the guys up front like Lancaster, Lowry. So who really needs? to have a season for this defense to get exponentially better? Or maybe it's just Kirksey. Maybe Kirksey comes in and fills the bill and remains injury-free. Maybe it, maybe you kind of look at it that way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's got to be Kirksey staying healthy. And I mean, I think we all know the numbers. He's played nine games the last two years. That seems to be quite the roll of the dice. I mean, and it's the same thing with Oren Burks, too. I mean, he's had shoulder injuries in each of his two training camps, and those seasons went down the drain. So you're, you're hoping – you're hoping guys who have not been healthy stay healthy. But then, you, you mean, yeah, I mean, Montrevious Adams, if he can live up to the billing, that would, that would be huge. You know, Kingsley Kiki, their fifth-round pick last year, he's got, there's a lot of upside there. Um, and Jalgo Josh Jackson, he, 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 at this point, it, maybe, Tremont, maybe Tremont's not coming back, and, and Gutekunst kind of hinted at that after the draft, talking about, you know, do they have to bring him back? And he says, well... You know, Josh Jackson's here, and, and Darnell Savage can probably play some slots. It seemed to be closing the door maybe on him. So if that's the case, Josh Jackson's a former second-round pick who didn't play a whole lot last year. He's, he's going to have to take a big step forward, too, if that is, that is the plan. Uh, before I let you go, uh, offensively speaking, year two, how much better do you see this team being? Well, I, 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 I do think they'll be a lot better. Um, Look, Rodgers knows Lafleur. Lafleur knows Rodgers. I think they'll be. They 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 have found the middle. There's there's no searching for the middle ground. They they found it. Um, I, I think they'll be. I I I just think AJ Dillon's gonna be a heck of a good running back. Again, we're gonna, gonna get into the whole thing of of rookies and how much can they play right away. But I, I think he's a really good player. Um. So yeah, I I do think they'll be better. And they're going to have to be. You know, they they won eight and one in one score games last year. That's hard to replicate. So how how do you win a lot of games? Well, you 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 play better, so you don't have one score games, right? So yeah, I right. I do think they'll be better. I mean, this is what I wrote way back one in January of nineteen, where year two of Matt Ryan and Matt Lafleur. I mean, I realize Lafleur is a quarterbacks coach, but still, Matt Ryan won MVP and the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. So I I do think there could be those big year two leaps, and clearly that's what they're counting on. Without getting specific weaponry that could maybe help you or offset or impact this team, is this draft that just culminated in this offseason, is this a make-or-break year, we'll say, for Brian Gutekinds two years down the road? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's, always, it's always the quarterback. Always, always, always the quarterback. Because if, you don't have, if you don't have a quarterback, you, you really have no shot. So, yeah, I mean, his first two drafts have been pretty dicey. Um, now he said that usually find out about guys what you really have year two going into year three. So maybe that's just a spin because the first two drafts haven't been all that great. But yeah, you know the guys he's drafted in the past have to pan out, and Jordan Love has to show 
um, that he can be the guy. Otherwise, you know, if, if you trade it up for a first-round quarterback and it's clear that he stinks, that's hard, awfully hard to overcome. So, yeah, I, I, agree, yeah. I agree with your take on that, Bill. No doubt. Uh, I tell you what, enjoy yourself, stay safe, and if you do venture out to the bars, uh, take it I'm in take it in moderation. What's that? Camping. I'm going camping. Are you, there you go. Door County's open, and you know how, how much more socially distant can you get? Get your own campsite. You're not hobbed out with the neighbors. So. Right? No, I agree with that. All good. So enjoy the camping this weekend. It looks like it's going to be kind of a dicey weekend, but uh, still get out and enjoy it, man, okay? Yeah, I'm sick of being home, as, as we all are. I, I absolutely, completely agree with you. Appreciate it, Bill. Talk to you soon. There you go. Bill Huber uh, from SI.com and uh, also our good buddy from PackerCentral.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to SchneiderJobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.